Folks, before we jump into today's highlights, I just have to ask you, do you want to put 50 years of baseball history in your pocket? I know what you're thinking. It's not going to fit, but it really will because it's all in audio format. These are lost pieces of baseball history told to you from baseball cathedrals. They're, they're told to you by icons of the game from Red Barber, Ernie Howell to Harry Carey. I get goosebumps personally listening to these games and even thinking about the interviews and what these players are going to share with me. I know what you're thinking. Is this AI? Are there bots? Is there some magic potion here that are making these things appear? And I'm telling you, they're not. These games are real. They were done by real people at that specific moment in time. All the iconic moments, the interviews, none of it's reproduced, none of it's AI. It's all real, but done again by real people. If you want to check them out, uh, there's a free intro offer. Jump on over to VintageBaseballReflections.com. And there's over 2,500 audio clips and games for you to put in your pocket, take on walks with you, hang around the fireplace and listen, put them on the porch, invite some friends over. However you want to listen, you're going to be able to listen in these amazing moments in baseball history. Use this coupon this day for a special gift at the checkout. Welcome to This Day in Baseball's Daily Rewind, where we explore baseball's amazing, timeless history with short, cool stories beyond the box score from 1869 to present day. And you may think, how about that? A holy cow. And just maybe, do you believe it? I'm your host, Tom Hannon. Welcome, fans, and thank you for joining us for This Day in Baseball's Daily Rewind. This is episode five of the podcast named The Tale of Charlie in the Baseball Stadium. Thanks for joining us. Today, we're going to rewind to April 5th, 1913, to talk about Charlie Ebbets in his ballpark, Ebbets Field. But before we do, I have some quick trivia for you. In our last podcast, I mentioned it was ironic after Bill Clinton tossed out the first pitch to open the Jake. The starting pitcher was El Presidente, Dennis Martinez. Can you tell me what ballpark was the site of Martinez's perfect game? The answer after the podcast. On April 5th, 1913, the dream of building a ballpark for Charles Hercules Evitz came true. Charlie became a co-owner of the Brooklyn franchise, then known as the Subpaz, in 1897. At the time, they played their games at Washington Park Stadium on 5th Ave, and Charlie knew this location was not ideal for his baseball team and the vision he had. So he scouted for a new location and began acquiring land in Pigtown in a very Disney-like move, not letting anyone know of his intention to build a stadium. He started construction in 1912, but Charlie's eyes were bigger than his wallet, and he had to sell off half his ownership to be able to raise the funds to build his new stadium, which cost $750,000. In today's dollars, that is $18 million. That will barely buy you a starting pitcher in 2019. The new field will be named in his honor, Ebbets Field. On opening day, the drama started before the first game was ever played. 
as thousands of fans stood outside waiting to get in. You see, they had misplaced the keys to the front gates. At least that is the story some tell. Although that's a cool story and one I'm sure my dad would be proud of. The true story is the crowd was so large, the police had a difficult time getting everyone through the new marble rotunda. And they admitted fans in small droves. The fans were squirming, pushing, trampling on each other's feet, and they would lock the gates until those fans were in their seats. Then they would open the gates and then allow another group of fans to come in. It was slow work, but it helped them fill the park what they felt was in a safe manner. The first exhibition game was against the Crosstown New York Highlanders, several, several years before they would become Kings of Baseball, better known as the Yankees. 25,000 plus fans were in Ebbets that day, and countless more were on the outside of the park listening to the Dodgers play their first game in Ebbets Field. Zach Wheat started Ebbets Field's comic tradition by hitting a foul pop-up that Yankees third baseman Roy Hotzel dived into the stands to chase, bumping his head on the bass drum that resounded in a loud G. Brooklyn, however, comes out on top, beating New York 3-2, and Casey Stengel hit the park's first home run in inside the parker. Ironically, despite playing in opposite leagues, the Dodgers and eventual New York Yankees will meet often. They will play seven World Series at Ebbets Field, but the Dodgers will only win once in 1955. Ebbets Field will become one of baseball's most historic places as Jackie Robinson will make his debut in 1947. Charlie will never get to see his Dodgers win the World Series. He will pass away of heart failure in 1925. The Dodgers had gone to the 1916 and 1920 World Series, but did not come out on top in either series. He left his mark on baseball, though. He proposed the 2-3-2 World Series format, numbers on uniforms, brought the league to a 154-game schedule, established rain checks for fans, and helped institute a draft amongst just a few of his many accomplishments. The Dodgers will eventually leave Brooklyn in Ebbets Field in 1958 for the West Coast, and sadly, Ebbets Field will be torn down five years later. The memories live on, as does the heartbreak for many Brooklyn residents. I once visited the site where Ebbets once stood, and I could almost feel the stadium. I could feel the presence, and it was almost like I was watching a game, even though there was no ballpark there. As a side note, Although I'm from Cambridge, Mass, and I grew up following the Red Sox, I wear a Dodger blue Brooklyn hat. And in 2008, I built a replica of Ebbets Field for wiffle ball. Although I moved from the home, you can still see the images on the website, littleebbetsfield.com. Trust me when I say this, if you build it, they will come. I've always loved the history of the game, and that's why I built it. It was very unique. Now, let's answer that trivia question for you. On July 28, 1991, Dennis Martinez of the then Montreal Expos pitched the 13th perfect game in baseball history, winning a two-zip decision over one of its first franchises. 
he became the first pitcher born outside of America at the time to pitch a perfect game. This site would become the first to have two perfect games pitched and has since been joined by three others. The first was in 1965 when Sandy Koufax pitched arguably the greatest game ever pitched according to a 1995 poll by Sabre. Where did it happen? Dodger Stadium. Thanks for joining us on The Rewind, and it was my pleasure to share this story with fellow baseball fans. Just a quick note, our shows are based on historical research through many sources. Our show notes and website, thisdayinbaseball.com, are worth checking out in case you miss something. And you can read about Sandy Koufax, Dennis Martinez, Ebbets Field, and thousands of other stories on This Day in Baseball. Please remember to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with other baseball fans who may enjoy these stories. I'm Tom Hannon. I'm your host, editor, researcher, and writer. And I'll see you at the ballpark.